Cozy down and relax. It's time for another true story of the strange and bizarre. The island of High Brazil has appeared in Irish folklore for generations. Written accounts of the island exist as far back as the 7th century. It was documented on maps well into the 19th century and there are numerous accounts of people having been to the island. But despite all this, the island of High Brazil doesn't actually exist. It is what is known as a phantom island. Phantom islands are those that have appeared on maps only to later disappear, or even stranger still, have been seen or even visited only to later vanish without a trace. The reasons offered for these mysterious islands are numerous. Sometimes it's as simple as a cartographical, geographical or navigational error. It could be a misidentification of an iceberg or fog bank, or a mistaken placement of an actual island on a map. At other times, the phantom island is merely an optical illusion, deceiving the observer into thinking an island exists where there is none. Others can be islands that once existed but have since been submerged or destroyed by some catastrophe, such as a volcanic eruption, earthquake or underwater landslide. And sometimes it's not so easy to define just what is going on and the island's mystique grows, accumulating wonder and curiosity until it has reached a legendary status. This is certainly the case with the island of High Brazil, which is said to be located roughly 200 miles off the west coast of Ireland in the North Atlantic Ocean. The history of High Brazil is steeped in such strangeness that it transcends its mere designation as a phantom island into something more fantastical. This story jumps from fable to fact and then finds a modern part in one of the most famous alien encounters of our time, Rendlesham Forest. Nothing about this phantom island seems to add up and it leaves us wanting to know more. This is a fresh instalment of Hellfire Tales. There are many phantom islands, but a few things make High Brazil stand out from the rest. For one thing, it has existed for centuries in Irish folklore. It first appeared in the 7th century in the Irish text known as The Adventures of Bran, Son of Feeble. This story tells of Bran's visit to another world island that was supported on pillars of gold, where games were played, people were always happy, there was no sorrow or sickness, and music was always playing. There are many myths surrounding the island. Some say High Brazil is the home of the gods. Others say it is some utopian advanced civilization run by monks and priests who possess ancient knowledge and live in paradise. Others claim that the island only appears one day every seven years, remaining shrouded in mist at all other times. Then there is the strange book that is said to come from High Brazil itself. Over 175 years ago, the Royal Irish Academy bought an unusual-looking medieval medical manuscript with an even more unusual providence story. In April 1668, Murica Oli was out walking on the beach after an argument with his wife when he was taken by force by three men who put him on a boat and sailed to an island they called O Brazil. Oli did not give a description of the island itself, but from its shore he could see the Aran Islands and other places along the west coast of Ireland. Oli was given a book while on the island, but warned not to open it for seven years. After two days, his kidnappers returned him to Sea Point near Galway. Oli obeyed instructions and after seven years opened and read the book. Henceforth, he was gifted with the power to heal. The book stayed in the Oli family until around 1837 when it was sold to a bookseller in Dublin. 
The book was purchased in 1844 by the Royal Irish Academy who have it till this day. It is known as the Book of High Brazil, linking it forevermore to the legend of the Enchanted Island. The book is a 15th century Irish language medical manuscript. It contains 44 tables outlining details of diseases along with their prognosis, stage, symptoms and cures. Strange, fantastical creatures adorn the corners of many of the book's pages. Historians have discovered that the text is a translation of a 12th century Arabic manuscript by an Islamic physician. The book has been scanned into the Royal Academy's website and can be viewed there. It is certainly an impressive old manuscript, but did it really originate on the island of High Brazil and bestow the powers to heal that the Olay family claimed? Although this is an inherently Irish legend, stories of High Brazil have crossed Europe and it has been the topic of discussion for centuries, with tales that it was a promised land of the saints or a paradise where an advanced civilization lived. In comparison to Atlantis, High Brazil is far more documented, with more first-person accounts on record. It appeared on maps from 1325 well into the 1800s. One of the distinctive geographical features of High Brazil on these maps is that it appears as a circle with a channel dividing it in half running east to west. This depiction has drawn parallels to the flag of the country of Brazil, which features a circle with a banner running through it. Now the flag of Brazil has nothing to do with the mystical island, and yet, looking at the images of High Brazil and the flag side by side, it is hard to deny that there is something striking in this coincidence. Another interesting feature of High Brazil is that accounts tell of people actually visiting this island. The manuscript, Voyage to O Brazil, written sometime between 1558 and 1603, has a description of a fantastical journey to O Brazil, a submarine island that sunk off the coast of Ireland. The manuscript provides a brief description of the customs, manners, government, laws and religion of the island's inhabitants. The island was said to be located below the waters, enclosed in a type of huge bubble. There are reports of gold-roofed towers, domes and healthy cattle. It was said to be the home of a wealthy or highly advanced civilization. In one of the more famous accounts of High Brazil, in 1674, Captain John Nesbitt and his crew claimed to have seen the island. His ship was in familiar waters when a fog rolled in. As the fog lifted, the ship appeared to be dangerously close to some rocks, so they anchored there to get their bearings and then sent four crew members ashore to visit the island. The crew members spent the day on the island before returning to the ship laid down with gold and silver. They claimed an old man who lived on the island had given it to them as a gift. They reported that the island was inhabited by large black rabbits and a magician who lived in a stone castle. Many other expeditions set off in search of High Brazil but returned unsuccessfully. A great ship belonging to John Jay Jr. spent two months at sea looking for the island. The following year, two other ships, the Trinity and the George, left England in search of the island, but also returned empty-handed. The final time we see High Brazil on a map is in 1865, when it is simply referred to as Brazil Rock. By this time, after so many failed attempts to reach the island, most cartographers had chosen to stop featuring it. The island would be left to become the stuff of legend. As time marched on, increased failed attempts to reach the island overshone previous successful pursuits and the legend of High Brazil slowly started to fade back into the mist. Then, a strange revelation in 2010 brought the mystery of High Brazil to the fore once again, linking this phantom island to the UK's most famous alien encounter, Rendlesham Forest. 
In 2010, Sergeant Jim Penniston made an astonishing claim that he had telepathically received 16 pages of a binary code during an alien encounter with a UFO 40 years earlier in Rendlesham Forest. After touching the craft, this code had been burnt into his brain until he had written it down in his journal. There it remained until 2010 when, during a documentary with the History Channel, he made this startling claim. When the binary code in the journal was analysed, it provided a string of coordinates. These coordinates pinpointed several ancient sites worldwide, and shockingly, two references to the location west of Ireland where the mysterious island of Hybrazil was said to be located. Let us now go back 40 years to Rendlesham Forest. In December 1980, a number of US military personnel were stationed at a British Air Force base just outside of Rendlesham Forest. This base was being used by the US Air Force. On December 25th, some military personnel and area residents spotted strange lights in the forest. It was initially assumed that an airplane had crashed in the forest. Some of the military personnel, including Jim Penniston and John Burroughs, were sent into the forest to investigate the lights. In the forest, they found a 9 by 6 foot triangular craft with swirling yellow and blue lights hovering a couple of feet off the ground. The craft had symbols etched on the surface which appeared to resemble Egyptian hieroglyphics. Their radios malfunctioned and they could feel static electricity coming from the flying object. The men were stunned at what was in front of them. Sergeant Jim Penniston even reached out and touched the strange craft. After about 45 minutes, the strange craft brightened and began to rise above the trees, then took off at an impossible speed and disappeared. On returning to base, the men noticed that their watches were off by 45 minutes. On the night of the 27th of December, the base's Christmas party was interrupted by one of the patrolmen shouting, It's back! The strange lights had returned. At this stage, there was much speculation circulating about the strange incidents around the base. The deputy base commander, Charles Holt, was informed that it was back and hoping to debunk any UFO theories he went out into the forest to investigate with a small group of men. Their investigation in the forest can be heard that night in real time in what is called the Holt Tape. This 18 minute track is widely available to listen to with a simple internet search. On the tape, these men can be heard entering the forest area, talking about radiation readings and sightings of flashing lights between trees and star-like objects that hover and twinkle above them. The men are clearly confused and shaken by the unknown encounter. Okay, stop, stop. Light on. Hey, this is Erie. This is strange. Erie, someone want to look at the spots on the ground? Follow-up investigations revealed three small soil imprints in a triangular pattern beneath where the craft had hovered and possibly landed, plus radiation levels in the area were high. Three weeks after the incident, John Burroughs and Jim Penniston, the man who had touched the craft, became seriously ill from what appeared to be radiation exposure. During this period, Sergeant Jim Penniston felt compelled to write out the coded message he had received which consisted of an extensive series of ones and zeros in a notebook. Once he had recorded the entire string of ones and zeros, he was somehow mysteriously able to recall he was finally able to sleep again. The notes made no sense to him at the time, but he kept them anyway. This occurrence is one of the most famous UFO events to ever have taken place. It has been called the UK's Roswell. It has been the source of much debate and speculation among UFO enthusiasts and has been the subject of numerous books, articles and TV programmes. 
The forest even has its own UFO trail with a life-size replica of the craft. What makes the Rendlesham Forest incident stand out from thousands of other UFO reports is the involvement and documentation of on-duty US military personnel. These men had nothing to gain from creating this story, in fact the opposite is true. A story like this was only likely to draw ridicule and hurt their careers. It does not stand to reason that these men would collude to make up such a fantastical tale. Skeptics have explained the incident away, not denying the testimony of the men involved, but ruling that the incident was a misinterpretation of a series of nocturnal lights, a fireball, a lighthouse and bright stars. The UK Ministry of Defence stated that the events did not pose a threat to national security and so they were never investigated. In 2020, Colonel Holt signed an affidavit summarising the events and stating that he believed that there was a cover-up by both the UK and the US. After undergoing regression hypnosis in 1994, one of the men involved in the incident, a Sergeant Jim Penniston, claims that the craft, rather than being extraterrestrial in origin, was actually from Earth's future. According to what Penniston told the hypnotist, it contained our distant descendants from some tens of thousand years into Earth's future. They had travelled back in time to obtain genetic material to keep the now ailing species alive. In 2010, some 30 years on from the incident, the History Channel was making a documentary of the UFO incident in Rendlesham Forest when Jim Penniston's notebook containing the ones and zeros he was compelled to write after having touched the craft was brought to light. When this code was deciphered by submitting the sequence to a binary code interpretation program, what was produced was startling and intriguing. There is some text along with geographic coordinates. I will now read the message, naming the places that the coordinates point to. With a few minor flaws, the message reads as follows. Exploration of humanity. Hi Brazil. Continuous for planetary advance. Caracol, Belize. Sedona, Arizona. Great Pyramids in Giza, Egypt. Nazcar Lines in Peru. Tai Sang Ku, China. Portara at Temple of Apollo, Greece. Eyes of your eyes. Origin, High Brazil. Origin year, 8100. There were a total of seven global map coordinates within the binary coded message. The first and twice mentioned being High Brazil, the Phantom Islands said to disappear and reappear and be home to an advanced civilization. The other six coordinates are all locations considered by many to be global grid energy vortexes. Perhaps High Brazil is also a global grid energy vortex. Perhaps it is some sort of base for extraterrestrial activity, or even a portal for time travel. Or perhaps it is all of the above. I will leave you now with a poem about the island, The Isle of the Blessed, written by Gerald Griffin, an Irish writer who died in 1840. It tells the disquieting tale of a man lost at sea, bewitched by the pull of the mysterious island of High Brazil. On the ocean that hollows the rocks where ye dwell, a shadowy land has appeared as they tell. Men thought it a region of sunshine and rest, and they called it High Brazil, the Isle of the Blessed. From year unto year, on the ocean's blue rim, the beautiful spectre showed lovely and dim. The golden clouds curtained the deep where it lay, and it looked like an Eden, away, far away. A peasant who heard of the wonderful tale in the breeze of the Orient loosened his sail. From Ara the Holy he turned to the west, for though Ara was holy, High Brazil was blessed. He heard not the voices that called from the shore, he heard not the rising wind's menacing roar. Home kindred and safety he left on that day, and he sped to High Brazil, away, far away.
Morn rose on the deep and that shadowy isle, O oh, ere the faint rim of distance reflected its smile. Noon burned on the waves and that shadowy shore seemed lovely distant and faint as before. Lone evening came down on the wanderer's track, and to Ara again he looked timidly back. O oh, far on the verge of the ocean it lay, yet the isle of the blessed was away, far away. Rash dreamer return, O ye winds of the main, bear him back to his own peaceful Ara again. Rash fool, for a vision of fanciful bliss, to barter thy calm life of labour and peace. The warning of reason was spoken in vain, he never revisited Ara again. Night fell on the deep, amidst tempest and spray, and he died on the waters, away, far away.